Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Bodhidharma's Wake Up Sermon. Whoever knows that the mind is a fiction and devoid of anything real knows that his own mind neither exists nor doesn't exist. Mortals keep creating the mind, claiming it exists. And arhats keep negating the mind, claiming it doesn't exist. But bodhisattvas and Buddhas neither create nor negate the mind. This is what's meant by the mind that neither exists nor doesn't exist. The mind that neither exists nor doesn't exist is called the middle way. If you use your mind to study reality, you won't understand either your mind or reality. If you study reality, without using your mind, you'll understand both. Those who don't understand, don't understand understanding. And those who understand, understand not understanding. People capable of true vision know that the mind is empty. They transcend both understanding and not understanding. The absence of both understanding and not understanding is true understanding. Good morning. So this is Bodhidharma Day, and appropriately, I'm continuing on with the wake-up sermon by Bodhidharma. The sermon is, in some ways, very obscure and in some ways crystal clear. As Bodhidharma says, if you use your mind to understand the sermon, you will be lost. On the other hand, if you use reality to understand the sermon, it becomes crystal clear. The first paragraph that I read is also the last paragraph that I read the last time I 
talked about this sermon. And rereading the text in order to give this talk today um, reminded me of <clears throat> what in Buddhist philosophy are called the four negations. And when I was looking up the four negations to make sure that I remembered them correctly and in the correct order, of course, I used everybody's favorite research tool, Google. And because I was being a little lazy rather than typing in the four negations, I used the voice recognition function and Google gave me the fornications. And fornication was not exactly what I had in mind. It gave some very interesting links to fornication, but not to the four negations. The four negations <clears throat> are a way of cutting through our concepts, our muddy way of seeing things, a way of clarifying, letting the mud settle so that things become clear. The four negations are existence is not real. It is not unreal. It is not both real and unreal. And it is neither, it is not neither real nor unreal. So it's not real, not unreal, not both real and unreal, and not neither real or unreal. The four negations were part of the Majamika school of philosophy developed by the Indian philosopher slash practitioner slash saint slash bodhisattva, Nagarjuna, who lived in the second and third century of the common era. So, early enough that Bodhidharma was probably quite familiar with his philosophy, the Majamika. The Majamika is called the middle way. So whoever knows that the mind is a fiction and devoid of anything real, knows that his mind neither exists 
nor doesn't exist. Mortals keep creating the mind, claiming it exists. Mortals <clears throat> like you and me, people who live in a veil of delusion, like you and me, people who are confused about the nature of reality, who take their prejudices, their preconceptions, their moods, their opinions about self and other good and bad, this and that for reality. <clears throat> Mortals keep creating the mind, keep spinning out stories about past, present, future and taking those stories for reality. They keep creating the mind with these stories, claiming that it exists. Creating a fantasy land of status, of fear, of greed, and taking it all for something very, very real. And the middle way, the Majamika says it's not real, but nor is it unreal. You've created it, and you've created it out of nothing and given it a solidity and reality that is not native to it. And that solidity is not real, but that you've created it and that for you, this is reality means that it's also not unreal. But the Majamika goes beyond that. The middle way goes beyond that. It is not both real and unreal. And it's neither. It's not neither real nor unreal. So what is it? What is it? There's a koan in the Muman Khan. Case 25 of the Muman Khan, Kyozan's dream. 
In a dream, Kyozan Osho went to Maitreya's place. Maitreya, the Buddha who is to come. And was led in to sit in the third seat. That is to say, not the teacher who is Maitreya, not the Inji, but the next in line. A senior monk struck with a gavel and said, today, the one in the third seat will speak. Kyozan rose and striking with the gavel said, the truth of Mahayana is beyond the four propositions and transcends the hundred negations. Taicho, Taicho, hear the truth. The four propositions here are what I'm referring to as the four negations. And the hundred negations are an elaboration of those four negations. So you can spin that out and keep spinning it out and keep spinning it out. Or you can cut through it. Taicho. Taicho. The truth of Mahayana is beyond the four negations. And that's what Bodhidharma is talking about here. Mortals keep creating the mind claiming it exists. And arahats keep negating the mind claiming it doesn't exist. That's the first two of the four negations. But bodhisattvas and Buddhas neither create nor negate the mind. This is what's meant by the mind that neither exists nor doesn't exist. The mind that neither exists nor doesn't exist is called the middle way. The middle way is the Majamika, is the way of the Buddha, is the way of not being trapped by things, by ideas, by concepts, by desire, by fear. The middle way is what is this? What is this? What is this? The middle way cuts through. 
like Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. You cut through. We are, in fact, walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Always. Every moment. And we have to cut through this valley. There's no shortcut. In Zen, we cut through by having the mind of emptiness, the mind that does not cling to concepts, does not cling to self and other. This is the practice of Zen. This is what's meant by the mind that neither exists nor doesn't exist. No separation. It's a condition that in our daily lives, it's so easy to lose sight of. And that's why we have to practice. When we do Zazen and we let our stories drop, we let our value judgments, our opinions, our prejudices, our proclivities, our anxieties, our fears. When we let those drop away and come to the hara, come to the breath, come to oh, come to openness and clarity. However briefly, perhaps for some people, it amounts to no more than a few seconds per 45 minute sitting period or 30 minute sitting period. Perhaps of all of that time sitting, that flash of clarity and openness is just a minute or five minutes or 10 minutes. And this is the practice. In Tibetan, I forget, what word they use for practice, 
But one of the translations of that word is getting used to it. Getting used to that mind of openness and clarity. That mind that is not real, not unreal, not both real and unreal and not neither real nor unreal. That mind that is just this, just this, no stories attached no strings attached. And when there is pain, it's just pain. And not just pain. And not just pain or not pain. It's just this. When there is liberation, there is no liberation and no one to be liberated. It's just this. This is what's meant by the mind that neither exists nor doesn't exist. This is what's meant by the middle way. If you use your mind to study reality, you won't understand either your mind or reality. So if you bring to just this, all of your philosophy, all of your fine points, even the fine points of the four negations, you won't understand reality. If you study reality, without using your mind, you'll understand both. What is the reality of Zazen? Body, mind, inside, outside, breath in, breath out. Sound, silence, reality beyond stories, judgments.
beyond the four propositions and the hundred negations. Taicho. Taicho. Those who don't understand, don't understand understanding. And those who understand, understand not understanding. There's a saying, delusion is delusion about enlightenment. Enlightenment is enlightenment about delusion. Those who don't understand, don't understand understanding. Delusion is delusion about enlightenment. And those who understand, understand not understanding. Enlightenment is enlightenment about delusion. People capable of true vision know that the mind is empty. It can be confusing when reading Bodhidharma, it seems as though he is using mind in different ways. If you use your mind to study reality. But really, when he says, that the mind is empty, He means everything is empty. Universal mind, the mind of God, the mind of Buddha, empty. Your mind, the mind that takes in universal mind, that takes in local mind, that takes in the stories and prejudices and fears that make up so much of our lives. And that mind also is empty. Although through attachment, we tend to think, no, this is real. This is real. Those things that I'm scared of, those are real. Those things that I want, those are real. 
this future that I have envisioned for myself, that's real. In the middle way, it tells us it's not real. And it's also not unreal. And it's not both real and unreal. And it's not neither real nor unreal. It just is. And there's nothing there that you have to be attached to. The force of habit, the force of karma, the force of conditioning makes us regard all of it as real or unreal. And when we sit and we practice with dedication, with sincere presence, sincere effort, the four negations fall away. And we find the absence of both understanding and not understanding is true understanding. The absence of enlightenment, the absence of delusion. Just this, just this. This is Bodhidharma's wake up sermon. Just two stanzas, two paragraphs of the wake up sermon. It's an incredibly rich, scrumptious meal, too rich to take in all at one time. And so I've been taking it just a few paragraphs at a time today, just two paragraphs. And with this talk, I give thanks to Bodhisattva, Bodhidharma, and thanks also to all of you Bodhisattvas who are with us today. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us. And now I will open this to discussion. And anyone who would like to ask a question or make a comment is free to do so.
This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org donate. Thank you for listening.